The Luck Stops Here podcast with Scott Bowser is brought to you by MyBookie.ag. MyBookie.ag. Use promo code LSH for a 50% deposit bonus on your deposit up to $1,000. That's $500 worth of free play there. And uh, as a member of MyBookie.ag myself, I'll say this. They give you a lot more free plays during the thing. If you would have just done the Mayweather prop this week, if you would have bet 20, they would have given you a free 20. You could have cashed in if you would have taken that go the distance. Anyway, they have an online casino, a uh, live sports book, uh, online racing book, everything you want to be to be a real degenerate. That's mybookie.ag, promo code LSH. Tell them Scott at the Lux Ops here podcast sent you. You can even find the link as our pinned tweet and make sure you follow us there and Instagram at Lux Ops Pod. All right. Jesus Christ. <laughs> this week. <laughs> this week got a good friend of mine uh <laughs> on the show uh wow yeah that that really took a lot out of me you know it's been an exhausting week but i'm glad to you talk to you, to it, though. you yeah to it. i i did the commitment uh everybody i have my friend lauren ashley bishop on the show lauren how you doing oh i'm so good i'm so happy to be here this is like Oh, dude, I'm so happy to see you. I know. <laughs> it's been a long time. Long be- like I, I mean, I left L.A. two years ago, like two weeks ago. Yeah, so did I. And so, yeah. So, yeah. Like, I left L.A. in December of 2019. I left in but, May of 2019, yeah. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, it's uh, what a... Everybody, but everybody's leaving. I know. Everybody's moving to Austin. I, should we move to Austin? Did no, fuck no. Up? no. If we're gonna move anywhere, we should do something weird like Santa Fe, New Mexico, right? And start like, a turquoise start a shop. Oh my god, we should totally start like a cult in Santa Fe. Like that. We should totally start a cult. What the fuck are <laughs> what we the, doing? What are we doing? <laughs> what are we doing? Why are we not starting a cult? Like I, I feel like we would be great. I think we could do a really good cult. Um. Especially if, like, like personally, I've been watching a lot of cult documentaries over the last few years, and uh, I really got into the Scientology stuff and the fact that they started their uh, own navy. They're so fucking crazy. Like, I was always so happy when Harry would pee on the Scientology. You know, I lived right by the Celebrity Center. Yep. And I was always so proud when he was like, I'm going to go pee on the, the, the Celebrity Center. I was like, good boy, good boy. And their their security guards were so nice, but I was like, I know, I know you're in a cult. You know? <laughs> well, did one you t- ever go in there? Uh, no, actually, I have. Uh, I uh, I was scouting prom locations for my high school's junior prom as a member of ASB oh, cabinet. Sh- when you were going to do prom at Scientology? And they did it at the Scientology. <laughs> that was that was ended up being at the Celebrity Center. They did not. Yes. You had your prom. I didn't go, but yeah, it was at the Scientology Celebrity Center. Shut the fuck up. Yeah. Growing up in SoCal, it's wild. You know, no one thought it was weird at the time. That's crazy. So did they try and recruit them? I don't think so. No, they just rented the the banquet hall. Oh, my God. And they're like, up next, up next to Tom Cruise bar mitzvah. Oh my god! That's up ne- crazy. Up next, we're gonna make John Travolta play bongos or some weird shit. <laughs> yeah. Um, up next, Elizabeth Moss dances with you, whoever whoever she wants to. <laughs> I still, it still breaks my heart that she's a Scientologist. Like I know she grew like, up into it too. Still, yeah, like she's so fucking great at everything she does, and I, I have to swallow it with like a, I, I, I just can't. I'm like, 
you're in a cult, motherfucker. Like, yeah. you're great. Get the fuck out. Like, you don't, you don't need them. No. Right? Like, you don't, you don't fucking need the cult. Well, look you're at Leah Remedy. She grew up in it. And she was able to mm-hmm. see the light, you know? Oh, I love her. Her show's yeah, great. Her, sh- her shit is like, is eye popping when the way that she talks about Scientology is great. The way she gets the footage of the Scientologists going through her trash cans. <sighs> <They're> so crazy. <laughs> like, it's insane. like, don't you have anything better to do? Well, like, you, that's what I can't. That's what I like. They well, really don't. They have they really that don't. whole compound out in the Inland Empire. And they have. Yeah. It's oh, like, do they? Yeah. Like a huge one, like out in Riverside County. Wait, is this like a Sea Org thing? Yeah, I think so. It's like one of their main training centers oh, and stuff. Shit. No shit. And so check this out. I guess there's like two like it, There's like a public road that goes through the middle of it, right? But if you or I try to drive down that road, our license plates are getting taken down. Like they're going to tail us for a while. Like we're not just going to drive down. Even though it's a public street, they own the property on both sides of it kind of thing. But there's that certain stretch where it's like if you try and go through There's that. so crazy. Yeah, it's insane. Like, how are they allowed? Like, I, it really bothers me that they're allowed to operate tax-free. Yeah. Because of their, like, religion. And they're like, more of a... you. They're fuck more you. of, like, a paramilitary intelligence organization. Yeah. Than anything, really. Like, it's insane. Yeah. Well, yeah. I got... Speaking of uh, crazy shit... I mean, it's not that crazy, but this weekend I finally like went to go out and got to go to a, a, the new s- casino that opened in town a few months ago. You have there's a new casino. Yeah. In downtown Las Vegas needs more casinos. <laughs> yeah. Well, they're about to open resort world. I don't know if everybody's ready for that. Shut the fuck up. Resort world. Yeah. It sounds like, like Disney world, but for casinos, pretty much it's like a Hilton, uh, uh, fucking it's four, uh, Hilton, a croc. Crockpot or something like that. What? Crockton. It's like four major hotels that are like blended to one where they're like each has its own tower and then they all meet in the middle where they're all it's all gonna be one huge clusterfuck. Jesus Christ. It looks awful. But see, this new circa is amazing. It's downtown, okay? Okay. And their whole vibe and everything they're going for. And I'm going there Monday again. To meet up with Sean Green and Ryan Kramer, where you should oh, be. Oh, no shit. They're going to be doing You're some doing live some stuff for the Gambling Podcast. Yeah. yeah, their podcast. That's great. So I'll be out there over there at the Circa Monday, maybe Tuesday. Pen- Have you seen them since you've moved to Vegas? Yeah, I was in L.A. like two months ago to shoot a ESPN 30 for 30 piece. Oh, no kidding. Yeah, I'm going to be in the That's American great. Gladiators. American- no way. American Gladiators, ESPN 30 for 30. I'm one of the talking heads in it because I'm a big Gladiators fan. And my buddy's directing it. That's hysterical. That's fantastic. I actually saw Sean briefly when I was in town because they just put a bar and got a new like office slash studio for the podcast in Eagle Rock. Did they really? Yes. And so I went and hung out with Sean and watched the Masters and we had a couple beers. It was cool. Oh, that's great. I miss, I miss everybody. I know. So do I. Like, yeah, I'm sure you feel the same way. Like, oh, yeah. I miss everybody. And I think everybody needs to come out to the new circuit because guess what, Lauren? What? It's an actual 21 and over hotel and casino. Really? Yeah. Should I come? Should you I should. Should I come to Vegas? You should come to Vegas and hang out. Like, man, I should come to Vegas and hang out. Uh, I don't know. I don't do very well in Vegas. Like, here's I, the thing. I don't trust myself. Have you usually just done like the strip and downtown Fremont Street and stuff? So I, when I go to Vegas, which I haven't done very often, I wish, oh God, I wish I could remember the name of this bar, 
I go to a bar that's off the strip. They have like. So you're um, doing it right so far. <laughs> yeah, right. Exactly. So there's a bar that's off the strip. And it's more of like a punk rock bar. And they do like. Um, Frank's Tiki they Bar. Have, they have a drink that is basically like the gutter. Uh, what the fuck is it called? Oh, I have to text my friend Burton and figure out what it's called. Is it the Hard Hat Lounge? That's one of my favorite dive bars right off um, the street. No, hold on. I should be I should be more prepared. Okay. <laughs> well, anyway, what's like what's the Las Vegas bar we go to? Like the Circa it's has all life. they have all the modern amenities at the Circa. But they're going. F- yeah, tell me. About- Their theme is basically seventies mob Vegas. Shut up. Yes, it's fucking awesome. Seventies <laughs> mob Vegas. That's it's, their theme. I mean, it's not like the theme theme, but like that's the vibe they're going for. Like it's built for handicappers. There's like a it's like a triple layer sports book where there's bars on every deck and like a stadium kind of view that overlooks the pool too on the other side. So no it's like shit. a stadium sports book swimming pool. Ah, the Double Down. That's where we go. The Double Down Saloon. Okay, yeah. I know it's when you're talking. I haven't been there, but I know exactly where you're talking about. Yeah, that, that's where we go when we go to Vegas. We always go off the strip to the Double Down Saloon. See, I think you would like the Rampart over by me. Yeah? Talk to me. Okay, well, it's a pretty it's a it's a marriott or whatever jw marriott it's a so it's a nice comes from a you know good stock deep down but it's over on rampart boulevard which i know rampart boulevard in la is notorious for police brutality but here it's where like all the golf courses and the country club stuff is and stuff so it's kind of nestled the rampart's like nestled between like two golf courses and it's like a day spa resort nice out in like the foothills listen I will go. Yeah. I will go. And you're right next to the national park too, where there's cool little hiking trails. It's really dope there. Oh, why is my dad texting me? <laughs> like I'm doing a podcast. Is he is he a fan of uh, 21 and over uh, hotels? Because I, I sure shit him. Because I went from there, right? Went and checked out the went and watched the Belmont Stakes, the big horse race, and watched some hockey and a playoff hockey and basketball over there. Then I head over to the MGM Grand where our friend Nate Craig was headlining at the Brad Garrett Comedy Club. Oh, my friend Nate Craig, how's he doing? He's doing great. He's doing great. He's married now, you know, and uh, so crazy that he's married. I know. Everybody's doing adult things. Yeah, he's still handsome. He's got, but he's got like (laughs) a a husband mustache now. As you do, as, you know, as, as, people, one, as one does, you know, that's what you do when you get married. Um, but no, nah, he, he was great. I went to his eight o'clock. He had an eight o'clock, 10 o'clock show that night. We met up in the sports book before and hung out there together. And then I went and saw the show and it was great. Uh, I had a fun time, but man, the MGM is such a fucking clusterfuck, like just pig pen circus. And before the show, I tried to get a burger over at the Johnny Rockets in the food court. And that was like going through TSA. Like, it was just brutal. There's just kids running around with their parents. Like, families, like, that have been waiting to go on a vacation this entire time during quarantine, right? And what do they do? Dad wants to go blow all the junior's college money on the nickel slots instead of just... I mean, it's just, honestly, it's embarrassing if the first thing you want to do coming out of lockdown is drag your children to Vegas. Yes. Like that just says so much bad shit about you. you like it's, it's just it's so 
it's so indicative of like you are a bad person. You're, You're awful. And You're I kept awful. saying that. I was looking around. I was with Jen and uh, my friend Jared from work. And we're walking around together, and I just kept saying, like, I hate all these people. So I'm, I'm just like seething, just like, yeah, just like, I mean, and I'm probably they're bad people. It's okay. Like, you don't have to feel bad about feeling hatred because they are bad people. But see, you didn't get any of that at the circa, huh? You don't get any of that at the circa because you can't bring your kids there. You know, you can't bring your kids. No, it's twenty. It's a legit twenty-one and over hotel. Kids can't step foot in the lobby. So that sounds delightful. Like I would go to a place that banned children. Yes. That sounds that sounds phenomenal. It's amazing. Like I didn't take, take like, my money. They ID'd take me at the door. Because oh, oh, delicious. Because they're Please like everyone that walks through here is twenty one and over. We make <laughs> sure of that. Yeah, that's that's the way to do it. That you know, it, it's funny, like I never would have thought about it, but like, holy shit, banning children just in general is a great idea. Because they made the mistake here in Vegas in like the 80s and 90s, like after they knocked the mob out. That's why I say it's like a mob, it's like a mob fucking casino because there's, it's, yeah. they didn't turn it, it's not Disneyland where the kids are running around and going to see it. And like the Disneyland stuff like at the MGM isn't really even there anymore. They don't have the lion exhibit. They don't have the stuff that you would take the kids to. And so like, like the shit that you would take the kids to is long gone from these places. And so I don't even know why like it's You're just dragging somebody to enable your gambling habit. Yeah. I mean that's it. That's it. And what and do you do? Like that's great that there's a place that you literally can't do that. And like, someone it's like to- it's like three young kids running around with the parents. It's like, when are mom and dad really gonna go off and have fun on their own. They're just going to be miserable walking through the casino with the kids the whole time. Like just God, I don't know why people have children in the first place. I, I mean, get it. I really, I mean, like if you want to, if you want to get down to it, I don't get it. I don't know why anyone needs them. We're good. We've got enough people, right? Like we've got enough people on earth. We're I'm good. I'm so much better as a cool uncle than a shitty father. I'm a great aunt. I love being an aunt. Yeah. I'm, I, 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 Please. Love the uncle life. It's fun. Yeah. I'd, I'd so much rather. Be, and see, that's one thing. My brother, he might be coming by at the end of the month with his kids, but it's like, they're not going to go like, they're just, they're driving th- to Wyoming and they want to stop by for a night and say hi to me. That's so much different than that's taking so your different. kids to Vegas. Yep. yep. <laughs> no, that's, that's the right way to do it. No, me and my that's brother right. will definitely go hit the sports book for a couple hours that weekend or whatever, but like. Sure. But I mean that—that's about it. We're gonna go, go maybe watch like one game, throw a couple bets down. That's it. I don't know, but yeah. So I am really—I wish more places because when they went Disneyland, like especially on the Strip, like there's just too many people, and you factor in it's mostly families. It's awful. It shouldn't be like that. And the circle—I don't, I don't think about like it's so weird to think about people bringing kids to Vegas. Like, that's just not something that I associate with Vegas. Growing up but, in L.A., I had so many friends that that's where a lot of, they did a lot of family vacations to Vegas growing up. But a lot of them would go to Lake Mead. I just don't understand why you would bring a child to Vegas. Vegas is supposed to be, like, where you unload all your shit, you get your vices out. Like, yeah. why would you bring a child into that? Like, why would you even involve a child into that? Like, fuck you. Like, you're not really 
doing Vegas if you have a child. Yeah, think about how many kids just like walking with their parents down the strip, seeing all the flyers for call girls. <laughs> like, what are you? You're exposing them to some real bullshit. And that's and just wa- literally that. walking down the street. Like, yeah, that's just walking. Like, what you you cannot tell them. You cannot tell me like, oh, I'm bringing them to see Britney. I'm bringing yeah. them to see Celine. Yeah. Like there is like br- bringing them to buy like, illegal fireworks. <laughs> yeah. Exactly. Exactly. Yeah. There's no reason to bring a child to Vegas or anywhere really. But like Vegas is the dumbest place to, to have a child. If if you have a child in Vegas, what I see is, oh my God, your ex-wife would not take the kids this weekend, but yeah. you couldn't stop yourself from betting. You couldn't just wait one week or and like dude, go to Laughlin. Laughlin's got the casinos and all that, and it's right on the river. There's boat rides and all kinds of fun stuff for them to actually do. <laughs> like, is that close? Laughlin's about oh, from where I live in Vegas, probably about an hour from here. I could probably yeah, get there. It's just, it's just embarrassing. It's embarrassing to to see somebody with children in Vegas. Like I get your game. Like I get it. You know, like you have failed as a parent, and you don't care. Like you're yeah, just like, putting your bullshit on display and be like, I don't care. I'm bringing my children to Vegas. Even if like you have a that shitty family member that insists on the Vegas destination wedding. Like mm-hmm. it, uh, that's the one where sorry kids you're not going to Aunt Tom, Uncle Tommy's wedding this week you know like not this one you go to Uncle Tommy's next wedding <laughs> the Vegas one yeah you go to his next wedding he's definitely having one the, defi- having the Vegas one's wedding. definitely not gonna work out yeah, have, have you ever known anyone have you ever known anyone to get married in Vegas and have it work out no I mean is there any uh, there should be a reality show of successful Vegas weddings of somebody that got married after like three days and like and that I want to I want to see what their shit looks like like I want to see what their day to day looks like because <laughs> it's not going to be pretty. It's going to be two people who are just absolutely opposite and hate each other, but they're like, "Well, I got married, so we got to make it work." Like I want to see that reality show. That's a really good sure. one. Like, uh, um, like I'm trying to think. Like, there's already 90 day fiance, so like 72 hour Vegas. Yeah, 72 hour Vegas. Like there are tons of people who get married. Like how many of them end in annulment? How many of them actually go on to attempt to make a, a real marriage? Like I want to see what that looks like. A few weeks ago, or this is like a couple months ago now, when I was getting vaccinated, I did it at the convention center and I had to like cut through like the strip area where there's a shitload yeah. of construction. So I was like cutting around trying to like get my way through the side streets. And I ended up in front of one of those dingy ass wedding chapels. But, Are you serious? Yeah, but the funniest thing about it is like right, like it's it's like the wedding chapel district where if you look at all the little storefronts, it's like a like a fucking twenty minute tuxedo rental place. Like a, like, that? like a like a sad little bakery that makes you a mini cake. Like, a sad little <laughs> wedding bakery. Oh, they make one day they make one hour notice cakes. I I, I, you know, maybe it's just me, but like, I can't imagine wanting to get married enough that I would be like, fuck it, let's, let's, meet, just, let's yeah. Vegas in an hour. Like, I just, 
And I think if you're drunk, there's like a fucking like six hour, like we won't do it for six hours. If you come in like wait, hammered. Do they have like a breathalyzer? Yeah, 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 yeah. You got to blow into yeah. a. You got to blow to start the fucking uh, Elvis impersonator. I mean, they really should. Like if they were smart, they would have a breathalyzer at these weddings. Well, be like you cannot get married if you blow over. Well, a like w- right after the fucking uh, little sad little mini bakery, you have you have the. Uh, <laughs> You have this, the lawyer's office. <laughs> like, it's all, it's all like literally right there. There's a lawyer's there. office? Yeah, like right there. It's a, the of course there is. Of course there is. How could there not be? And then, You'd be a dumb lawyer if you didn't suit up there. And then there's like a notary public there too, because uh, there's actually a lot oh, of notary yeah. publics in Vegas, because uh, somebody wins big, you have to get it authenticated through that. Jesus Christ. I just, like, who. Why do people want to get married so badly? Like, I, uh, it's a, I guess it's a fear of dying alone. Not, a, not a, all of them are cut out for this shit like we are. Yeah. <laughs> no, but like, I mean, it's... I thought. Well, I, I, I thought that I was about to get married. That's why I moved here to Boston. Oh, yeah, that's why I moved here, and then it is, it is not, it is not to be. It's eh? not, it is not to be. Hey, you know, it's sometimes, you know, that's the hand you get, you know, it's not bad, you know, like. Was the first time in my life that I've ever like been like, fuck it, I'll move for somebody. Like it was the first time I've ever like every every other time my career has always come first or like, you know, I just never. And this is the first time that I was ever like, yeah, like, like I'm 100 percent going to get married to this person. And I would have saved thousands of dollars if I had just Googled what does a libertarian mean? <laughs> Uh, first. <laughs> I, didn't, I didn't know. God, I didn't know. It's so much it's, worse. It's so much worse than I. It's than someone I who says they love freedom that actually hates freedom. It's just. It's it. It's it, this has been one of the most eye-opening years of my life. And I love, I love where I'm at. Like I love the, I live in a little suburb and it's got a main street and it's got a general store. Like it's so fucking cute. I can't fucking stand it. That's pretty like, awesome. It's so, it's so adorable. Like I live in the most adorable town, but like I a hundred percent thought I was going to be planning my wedding and I was planning instead uh, an intervention. Cause I was like, what the fuck? Like, like oh, shit. it was, yeah, like it's crazy. Like he, like, and I, and I will say this. Like, I, I'm still. Is like, he from I'm New Hampshire originally? Huh? Is he from? Is he in New Hampshire now, or is he from New Hampshire? No, originally? you would think so. That because New Hampshire is like got the like the most libertarians yeah. per capita or whatever. Yeah. He's talked about moving there. No, and, and I, <laughs> every libertarian has because they want. Libertarian has. There's like He's a couple like, counties there that are encouraging people like libertarians to start their own towns there. I remember when I did my first comedy show in in New Hampshire and I was so it was so abrasive when I I remember driving from Boston like I I must have flown into Boston and drove into New Hampshire and I was just like so bowled over by their son who's like live free or die I was like holy fucking shit I didn't know you were so intense like (laughs) I thought you were just a polite little state that did their own thing you think they like hung out on the east coast 
I did not know. Yeah, because so- they're next to Vermont, and that's like Ben and Jerry's land. You think they're chill? It's just as chill. No, it's like they're so unchill. It's a they're yin so and yang unchill. of chill and unchill. Um, yeah. No, there was that. Uh, God damn it! Now I can't think of it. But I listened to uh, this guy made his documentary about it, and he was on Chapo Trap House talking about it. I listened to the whole episode where it was like, um. <laughs> like the people in New Hampshire, like these libertarians tried to start their own town where they're like, we don't need public services, you know, we don't need this. And, just... and like, basically like, so what ended up happening is like, they, they all are like, we're like, Hey, their, their idea is a free market's going to make things happen. So it's like, if you, me, all our friends all live somewhere, we would all naturally take on the roles that a free market would provide to take advantage of the opportunities. Well, apparently no one in their free market paradise thought to become a fucking waste person. So <laughs> like they had just trash piling up every like ridiculous amounts of trash. Like it just became like at first it was kind of cool for these people, but immediately like the second they need clean water and there's trash piling up everywhere. I but, mean that's the thing is that like it's so what, idiotic on its face. Like Yeah, like, it's it, Anybody with a sixth grade education can look right through it and go, this doesn't make any sense. Like, it's, it, it, it's, it's incredibly infuriating. You know, like I, <laughs> before we ever, before we ever made out, like when we were just friends and just coworkers, I was just like, listen, I need to know two things. I need to know, do you support a woman's right to choose? And he was like, yes, absolutely. I'm libertarian. Everybody should be free. And I was like, okay. And I was like, you can't support Trump. And he was like, yeah, absolutely, I don't. And I was like, okay, then we can then we can dance. And the pandemic, like, sucked him in. And he became, like, I, I did not know, I didn't, I did not know what a libertarian really meant until it became so well, glaringly obvious. Guess what happened and to it, Trash Town after the trash piled up? Oh, I mean, the, like. The bears. The bears yeah, came in. So the bears service. If you don't have public service, the bears will fucking come. So, like, it's, it's just, it's just mind numbing. Like, so then these people, yeah, got driven out of their perfect town by a bunch of bears. It's one of the, I got to find oh, this I document. I heard about this shit. I heard about this shit. <laughs> yeah. That's right. That's right. I did hear about this. It's like, oh, it's so right. fucking funny. Cause it's just like, it's it's because now we say well a free market and our ideas would prove itself in the marketplace but it's like i had they, forgotten about they this did not account for trash bears <laughs> yes because when i when i finally started googling shit i found this out i mean like oh it's so it's so infuriating <laughs> it's like yeah you need other people you need other people like what are you doing yeah like, like, what are you doing and you need like city services. Sorry. Well, the the fucker, the fuckery of it all is like his best friend is a cop, and I'm like, "Hello, public service." Yeah. <laughs> like, who do you think pays for this public service? Like, of course, like it's just it's yeah. Because so like in this in this model, we don't have a fire department. Uh, good luck. No. You're, you're on your own. Good luck. Good job. Good luck. It's it's, it's so infuriating. And I, I can't, it's, it's, it's hilarious to me that I moved my entire life. I moved my, I moved my, I changed, you know, I was like, I was willing to change careers. 
I was like, I'm finally going to do it. Like, I'm finally going to commit to somebody. And then I was like, wait, what the fuck do you think? <laughs> what, what, what the wait? fuck? What the fuck do you think about things? Like, I, you know, and I, I said, like, I, I want to move so I will, so we could date in the same city, right? So we could get to know each other because we were dating like long distance and yeah. like, and that's all like, you know, uh, vacation shit, you know, it was like, we'd go to the Cape for a month. Like, but that's not real shit. So I was like, I'm going to move here and make sure that the, and I was like, what? Like he has, he has more guns than pants. <laughs> like that is a hundred percent true. Like I, you cannot, you cannot move a, 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 a foot in that house without tripping over a gun. Now, I mean, he has them, you know, in a safe and like but then there's just other like random fucking guns everywhere and i was like you know like i started shooting guns when i was nine i'm from arkansas right like i'm a redneck like i get it like it's fine but i was like you don't need 50 guns i'm sorry i'm sorry you don't need 50 like my my parents met at a gun range and i don't even have a gun (laughs) (laughs) really yeah, my dad worked there. My my grandparents were regulars there, and they're like introduced their daughter to him. And stuff. Oh, that's so sweet. Yeah. But I mean, like like target shooting is fun, right? Yeah. And I've gone shooting with him. Like that's fun. But like I I don't need to think about like oh also we have these guns in case of an insurrection. Like, yeah, yeah. What? What? In case the British what? come and try and make us quarter them here in the home. Like, what sort of PTSD do you have that you think somebody's actually going to come get you? Like, you're a white dude in the suburbs of Boston. You know, I was fine. thinking about this just this very this morning about like like people's like attitude towards guns, and how I think there's a direct correlation to also U.S. military spending being way more than like the next thirty countries combined. Wait, say it again. Like, I think there's a direct correlation between this country's gun obsession uh-huh. and the fact that we outspend the other the next like 30 countries in military spending combined or whatever. Oh, yeah. I it, mean, I think these, the defense I, industry I, has created this level of fear amongst everybody where it's just like, it's like, uh, okay. So on that note, like, think about how they're like hyping up UFOs now. Oh, it's God, because yeah. they have Space Force. Right. They, th- I don't think UFOs have been any more true today than they were 20 years ago. Like, I'm sure that they're there, but they're hyping this UFO shit so that they can beef up. And they're running out of enemies. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> and all they want to do is they want to give money to the people who are contracting people who fight against UFOs. Like, fuck you, Space Force. Like, you don't need any more money. We need health care. Well, you know, like yeah. it's very, it's yeah. very simple. We need healthcare, not space force. But they're hyping up. Oh, there might be UFOs. It's like there's always been UFOs, and nobody gives a shit because our fucking country is breaking down, and like we don't have time to worry about UFOs because we have shit that needs to be fixed right now. Well, like I live not too far from Area Fifty One. Oh yeah, that's right. And like, what was it like two years ago? Yeah, like two years ago where those guys were like going to storm area 51 to find out what's what they're hiding from us and like they got the whole like army together in the desert and they got shut down real quick but it's like dude, these are like it it's insane how people like would rather justify like all that military spending space force spending you know all this shit and then be like 
dude, free community college for people. Yeah, that's it, that's a little too much. <laughs> it's just ludicrous. Like it's ludicrous that they want us to justify all this military spending, all this space force bullshit. It's like just fucking give us healthcare. Yeah, give us healthcare. Yeah, and, and, and like fucking make school cheaper. Like don't don't let it you know be just become like. You can only go to school if your parents oh, can afford to oh, pay God, off. That's, God, that's socialism. <laughs> oh, socialism. good. Helping people is socialism. Yeah. I'm so fucking tired of hearing that shit. It's like, like, why, why should government not do for us? That is literally the purpose of government is to do for us. Well, and that's what's funny when, uh, like, establishment types go like, oh, we can't have a like a person too far left like bernie sanders who in the grand scheme of thing isn't too far left he's, no, and, and, and like but like they'll say they're gonna call him a socialist like they've called everyone a socialist since like woodrow wilson right <laughs> that's like that's their shit is like they're just anybody who disagrees with their power structure call him a socialist yeah it's like it's, it's really, it doesn't mean it's, the same to people anymore it's like no it's not it doesn't mean and you know and i've talked to my mom about this you know she was like you know i I had a certain um, uh, way that I thought about socialism, the way that it was taught to her when she was growing up. And I'm like, but that's not what we're talking about now. You know, like we're talking about democratic socialism. We're talking about government that does good for the people. And I don't know why that that should be a bad thing. That should not be a negative, but it's, but it's their, you know, it's their red herring. It's their word that they use to throw yeah. out that riles up their base and it's so embarrassing it's like if i was a politician and they were accusing me of being a socialist i'd literally grow (laughs) out my beard like castro and start wearing fatigues everywhere (laughs) you should do that anyway i should probably just yeah that's something i should just probably just do that anyway (laughs) yeah i mean it's just embarrassing like hey you think castro is bad he outlived all his enemies by 50 years (laughs) 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 that's a champion if you ask me no, but so how are you liking Boston other other than uh, uh, other this. than my libertarian ex boyfriend? I mean, Boston's it's funny because I moved here right before the pandemic, so I don't really like I I worked a corporate job for three months in downtown Crossing um, in the beginning of the pandemic, and then I went remote. So um, I I got like a month of being in Boston, but like, I don't know anything about, like I'm desperate to go to Fenway. Right. Like I'm desperate. Like, but all I know is this little suburb because I've been locked down. I mean, we, we opened up pretty early. Like we've been really good about our numbers. Um, and so we opened up last July, like restaurants opened at 25% capacity. And then we, we opened up at like 50% capacity, I think in the fall. So, you know, we've been able to go out and do things, but I just haven't, I haven't done much in Boston. Like I've, I've done a bunch of hiking around Boston cause that's outside and that's safe. Yeah. But like, I'm, all I want to do is go to Fenway and drink a beer and eat a hot dog and watch somebody suck at baseball. You know, <laughs> like that's, that's all I want. I'm desperate to do it. Um, you know what's cool about Fedway that I saw on like a behind like a it was like one of the behind the scenes of baseball things on ESPN or whatever, but it was uh like all like the herbs that they use on the condiments and stuff or whatever, and all like the for garnishes for cocktails. They have like a 
herb garden on the left field line, like up on Stop top it. of one of the Are decks. Are you shitting me? Yeah, they there's like an herb garden in Fenway. Yeah, like up above, like on one of the roofs. It's like creative spacing, and they use that for all like the condiments and garnishes in the ballpark. Stop it! I'm, I'm like, I'm so in love. I mean, like, I'm, <laughs> I'm diehard Cubs, right? Like till the day I die. Like I'm diehard Cubs, but um, that is pretty amazing. It's so cool. Don't want to be a Red Sox fan. Like I don't want to be. I don't want to be. I don't know how long I'm going to be here. I don't know how much longer I'm going to be here. So I don't want to. Like, yeah, and you can't root for the Patriots. No, God, that's disgusting. That's like that's God. that's a I, felony. I never, yeah, I would never root for the Patriots. <laughs> you know, the only Boston team I can really get behind. Um, sometimes I'll root Bruins? for the Celtics. Occasionally, I like yeah, the other Bruins. Like yeah. I like the Bruins. Like they they they've always had cool teams and guys I like. So. I, I I do root for them. Um, well, I've been betting it's on them lately. Because like I grew up without hockey, a hundred percent. Like I don't like I grew up in Arkansas, and we have college football, and literally that's it. Yeah. So like we, I guess there's hockey now. I guess somebody's introduced the hockey team, but like we didn't grow up with any of that. So I I don't get it. You know, like people up here are like super excited about the Bruins, and I I, I will. I will cheer them, hooray! But like, I, I just, I don't understand it. I don't understand the sport. I never grew up watching it. You know, like if if it's not football, then or or baseball, then I don't get it. Yeah, uh, hockey basically is. Uh, if you're gonna get into it, you got to learn how to pronounce French names. <laughs> well, hockey, I always heard was like people fighting, right? So I went to one game in Memphis. And literally a fight broke out. And I was like, yep, my, this is confirmed. <laughs> they usually like, don't fight is- during playoff games. They'll get chippy, but like a fight, that's a little too much because like you're going to miss important ice time. You don't want to do that during the playoffs. So usually they do that during the I regular mean- season. And also in the regular season, fans normally don't give a shit until the playoffs. And so that will keep fans coming back during the regular season. To the, quen- the fighting will? Yeah, to quench their bloodlust. Yeah. I mean, like, I, I, I tip my hat. I... When I think about like how I ice skate, it's so awful and clumsy. I can't believe anybody can do it as a part of a. Sport. <laughs> You're like Happy Gilmore. <laughs> like, oh my god, I'm fucking. I'm like in into the glass. Like, I, I, I am. I really tip my hat to anybody who can do it athletically. So, but I just, it's just some. It's just a sport that I don't have any. You know who like, impresses me most in hockey? And this is uh, uh, you know who was always impressed me the most in hockey who? is the refs. Oh, why? Because they have to skate too, and they have to. Oh, they do have to skate too, right? Yeah, and they're like little old men out there with all these giants, <laughs> like having to get out of the way nonstop. Like it's, like it's pretty impressive. <laughs> like I mean, no, like more. Like think about it. A base, old. a baseball umpire. You're just a fat ass that has to sit behind home plate once every four right, days. You don't have to do anything, but you have to do something fucking athletic if you're a ref in a hockey game. Even in basketball, like you have to be—you have to be an athlete yourself. Even in basketball, like they have to kind of run up and down the court, but they don't have to run right. the full court like the way the players do. They—they they take sections of it, like the three officials. So you're only patrolling like a third of the court, really. <laughs> Jesus. <laughs> you have to run 30 feet as a basketball ref. Yeah, anybody can do that for two hours. Right. <laughs> but like hockey refs, you legit, and like dudes are kind of like, sometimes you see these guys get the, themselves get pinned against the wall and hit. Like it's. Jesus. Yeah. I mean, like, like that, that 
it's like ice skating is it's, a, it's so hard <laughs> it's so hard and i can't believe they can judge other people while while they're doing it like hats off hats yeah. off to to all refs yeah like that's the only sport where I, I give a thumbs up to the refs. Everybody else, yeah. the rest of them are a bunch of assholes that, that are in on the take, throwing games. And I saw people complaining about the refs in the Bruins game the other night. And yeah, there was some cheapy penalties there, but it's like, man, the guy's gas. This is like his seventh night working in a row. Leave him alone, dude. <laughs> you have oh to be an God. athlete to do it. Though. No, yeah. Uh, you know what's cool about Boston? I've been gambling on the Boston mayoral race coming up. Wait, you're gambling on that? <laughs> yeah, so check this out. How do you gambling on the mayoral race? So I figured uh, there's this website called predictit.org that I use not sponsored. Um, and they, uh, you can bet political markets. And you think of anything you can possibly gamble on in politics. Like, who's going to get the most votes in the Peruvian presidential runoff? Like, you know, like how many... Shut like, the fuck up. Like, you can gamble on that? Everything. Like, and... I feel so naive. Like, <laughs> I just didn't know any of this was possible. Yeah, there's a couple different ones. This is the one I use. I forget what the name of the other site is. There's a couple sites where you can do this stuff where you can be like, who do you think... Like, right now, I also have action on the Republican presidential field for 2024 and the Republican Texas gubernatorial field for next year. And here's why I, it's like those things sound very random. They are. Uh, but what it is is. No, take Greg Abbott out, please. So please, what please. I figured out is you have negative risk in these events, which means that there can only be one possible outcome. Like only one person gets a nomination, right? Or one person right. wins an election. But you have like in some of these, in like the Republican presidential one, there's like 16 people listed on the thing. And it's almost like old school stock derivatives, where in some cases, when there's so many people in these fields, if you add up what the shares are being offered on, because like the way these things markets work is you buy in on shares of a candidate. So it's like, let's just say you and I were running for city comptroller and they had that on there. Okay. And you're the favorite. So shares on you are, let's say, are 58% and shares on me are 42%. But then all of a sudden, there's a huge scandal that breaks out about me. And my 42% goes down to 22%. And yours goes up to 78%. Okay. And like that's kind of how it works. So people that were in on you at the right time just made a profit on that alone without having it have to be decided. Okay. But in these particular outcomes, if you add up all this stuff, it's worth more than the actual dollar's worth. So if you add up all these no's on, if you add up every no bet, on every person running, like I'm, I have no bets loaded up on Tucker Carl. I have so I just bet no across the board on everybody in every field. So like the Republican presidential one, I'm loaded on Tucker Carlson, Donald Trump oh, Jr., God. I, I Mike even Pence. Like it when you say his name, but I'm loaded oh, on no shares. So I am loaded on going against everything that they're doing. And the idea is because of this negative risk in the market, every time I buy equal amount of shares of everybody. It's only costing me pennies on the dollar. So right now, I have like 240 shares on everybody in that field, but it's like a $6 risk to win like 250 bucks. Interesting. <laughs> and one person might out of that list might win it, but it's so early in the contest, there could easily be someone who's not on the list right now that wins it. If so, every single one of those no shares I have wins. Oh, you can bet the no. Yeah, I bet the no on them. That's so fascinating. I'm basically doing like the big short 
on big yeah. political markets, saying yeah. no on everybody. Think like especially. I mean, so like, let's say Chris Christie gets into the race, and let's say he gets in there at like twenty percent. The way I have it right now, I'll get like so many cents on the dollar for every like I'll get paid out so much on the dollar for everything Chris Christie goes on the board at every percentage point. It's disgusting to think that you might profit from anything Tucker Carlson does. Well, all he has to do is drop out <laughs> or say I'm not actually running. Like it's pretty easy, but yeah, it it is gross. But you have to buy a no, nose because you can't do this on the yes market. You can only do this on the. It's, it's called negative risking. So because you say no to everybody, knowing only one, there's only going to be one yes. Into, wait, were you into this stuff before you moved to Vegas? Or little did bit. Vegas, did Vegas teach you about all this stuff? Eli Braden actually taught me about this particularly. Eli, really? <laughs> yeah. Hi, Eli. Uh, I, he, did he, Eli taught you about this? Because I saw him tweeting about how to bet on the presidential markets and stuff and all. Well, and it was like, okay, so it's part of that is me being in Vegas going, I just bet on everything now. So let me get in on this political market shit. But then like a few months later, I had him on this show. And he was kind of telling me, I'll teach you later. And then like a few months, like, so like the last couple of months, he's been kind of teaching me how to do this. Shut the fuck up. And so these are like the opportunities where I have found, like, it's basically anything where there's multiple, multiple like people and only one po possible outcome because only one person can win this. So therefore, by taking no on the entire field in equal amounts, you're going to turn a profit no matter what. That's fascinating. <laughs> like, and so, like, I was already thinking of, like, dude, if I could get some money behind me on this, I would set up, like, a fucking phone farm. Like, like those Bitcoin mining farms. But yeah. just with prepaid cards, prepaid cell phones and whatever, just buying no shares of everybody in every possible market out there. This is such a world that, like, it's, it's just baffling to me. Like, I just don't, like, I, I can't even comprehend. Like, I'm so precious about my money that I can't imagine betting it. Like, I don't yeah. bet yeah, I, I, so I nick nickels when I come to, to Vegas. Like, I, I put nickels in the nickel slot. That's it. So, like, That's Larry it. Hogan, I think, is the lowest listed person on this field right now, where if you want to buy a no-share on him, <laughs> it's like 99 cents. Like, literally, they're giving him a 1% chance of winning this thing. So you have to buy 99 cents per note. So what I, I told my friend at work, I'm going to watch and put 10 bucks in your in this account. And he does it. And I'm going to buy one no share of everybody. And he does. So you, like, you have guys like him at 99 cents. Like the most of them are all in the 90 cents range. Uh, only Trump and DeSantis are like kind of lower. And that's where you, you'll make your money when those guys wrap out. Like ideally you want them out of there as quick as possible. But anyway, like uh, so my friend does that and he buys one share of everybody. And there's like a fixed price each one. But his account after says he has a $9.96 balance still. And that's how the negative risk. So it only cost him four cents to buy like 16 shares ranging from like 22 cents to 99 cents. Jesus. It's like, it's some weird nerd number shit. So that's what I'm doing with the Boston mayoral market. Yeah, right. And like my idea in this one is I'm hoping some like old because Boston's an old money town. You know, there's a lot of old, uh, old Yankee doodles running around with their dandies and uh, a bunch of Kennedys from Harvard willing to throw their, it's like, you never know when one of these people in a Boston mayoral race is just going to throw their hat in and buy their way into it. So you, you are invested in the Boston mayoral race. Yeah. 
That's fascinating. So uh, I thought the generals were due. <laughs> That's why to generate gambling line. <laughs> so wait, so you don't care who wins? No. But what do your what do your odds say? Like who do your what do your odds look like? Who do you think is going to win? I think it looks like uh, what's her name? Um, Michelle Wu. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. She's she's, she's like yeah she's looking like the favorite, but her numbers have been fluctuating. And since I got her at a decent price on the no side, so every time something comes up, like in my portfolio, quote unquote, on here, because it's almost more like a stock market in a way than a gambling market on this stuff. Yeah. But there's like an obvious way to cheat the numbers. But the thing is, you can only win like 800 bucks per event. So it's like, I, I can't, I wish I, I could. Will you, will you make money when she wins? Uh, when she wins? Yeah. Because I'll get paid out on everybody else crazy that's crazy you're just gonna make money because someone won in the boston mayoral race <laughs> yeah or yeah like i think the, the funniest one though here is the republican presidential nominee because there's so many people in the market in the field like it's who almost is, who is in the, field? the people they have listed because it doesn't like like on the texas like if you go to texas gubernatorial for next year on the republican and democrat side you can buy shares of matthew mcconaughey Oh, my God. I mean, he actually might have a decent shot. But see, that's a really good one to get in on on both sides of it. I was in on the Democrat right. side, but it wasn't balancing out right. The negative risk went off. So I sold everything when it was at a, like a decent, pro- like a little bit of a profit. So I didn't, I could put it back into the other stuff. But the thing is, is like, that was a good one because like even like with having a guy on both sides of it, when only one person on each side can get it. So he, he automatically can't win both of them, both nominations. Right, 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 right. And so, yeah, it's a whole weird thing. I've tried to explain it to several people. And like, I was telling Sean, I was like, hey, I should write a thing for the gambling podcast about it. And I was trying to explain it to him. And it was just like completely over his head. He's like, this doesn't make any sense to me. And I just, yeah. ha- if you're listening to this, go to predicted.org, put 10, 20 bucks in, whatever you feel comfortable with. Uh, I look around online. There might be a promo code where they'll double your deposit. You know, I didn't even think to do that. Usually, those exist out there. But do that, and then go to the, like the what I, my thing, my money maker right now because it's three years in advance. You do not know what's going to happen the next three years. Hell, there could be a plane crash that kills half these people. <laughs> you do not know what's going to happen. Um, and you just start buy buy equal amounts of no shares on everybody, and watch how your cash balance in your account just chisels down by a few pennies at a time each time you do it. And sometimes the market goes up. Sometimes the market goes down. Sometimes it'll say you have an $8 investment in there and you're down $17, but who cares? Cause nothing's been decided yet and you can't lose until it's been decided. I mean, the whole gambling thing is so crazy to me. Like as somebody who, like I work very hard for my money and I cannot imagine like I will, I will nickel. Like the only time that I've ever won anything was when I was with he who should not be named, my ex, and we went to Vegas and we each put in a hundred dollars to the spot and we won two thousand dollars and we went canyoneering. Like that's the only time that that's ever happened. But like I just can't imagine. See, taking I, my hard-earned money and, and like and like wasting it, like I just, I just I'm don't. I'm pretty get it. good with sports gambling. Like I'm not like a professional or anything, 
but I'm good enough to. You are kind of. Well, I'm... Like, don't you consider yourself to be a professional now? I wouldn't say professional. I'm, I mean, I would say like a, I, I have a, I'm a sharp. Like there's sharps yeah. and squares. I'm definitely a yeah. sharp. But what I do is like I'm constantly like every time I win money, I'm putting it on future stuff that's way out there that I can almost hedge Ooh. out. So I'm kind of constantly You're playing. Reinvesting it. Yeah. Like for example, I won a bunch of money in March. All right, I did okay in March Madness. I wouldn't say I won a bunch of money, but I did okay. And I took most of it. I I lost a bunch of it on the championship game. But I took most of it and put it on baseball season-long bets. So the way I look at it is I got my entertainment's worth now coming up for six months where it's not costing me a dime really to play this action. And once baseball season ends, there's a good chance I'm going to get like a big, huge payday at the end of the year. Like so far, I've been looking at my picks. They're looking pretty good. <laughs> but like, I mean, I, here, my, it's my, impressive if you can do it, I guess. You know, if you can make sure that your money is going to make money. I never lose play more than I can afford to lose. And sometimes I'll go on a little losing streak for a while. But what I love about living out here versus L.A. is my L.A. bookie was a $25 minimum. So, like, I had to really think about stuff I wanted to bet on. Whereas out yeah. here, um, I have two different main sports book accounts I use with the local casinos that I have on my phone. Okay. Uh-huh. Uh, one of them is a $2 minimum. One is a $1 minimum. Yeah, and sure, sometimes I'll throw $20 bets or whatever on these and stuff. Sometimes I'll start getting bigger. But I can always just go drop 20 bucks into the account and sit there and start chiseling a dollar at a time until I build it up to like 50, 75 bucks. And then once I got that kind of house money, then I start playing more. And I either like, there's been times where it's like, I've ran up totals like almost like a thousand. And I'm like, okay, at what point do I cash out and just put some in my pocket? But what I usually start doing is putting into these futures. Because on these futures, you can start doing like, all right, start like right now it's June. I have some basketball futures that are about to play out that I did during football season. If I hit one of those with that extra money, I can start putting it on who's going to win the Super Bowl next year. This shit is so complicated. This is why I have three jobs. I don't want to fuck with any of this, like what you're talking about. Like, I don't want to, I don't want to have to think about it. Like, I would rather work three jobs than have to fuck with whatever the fuck you're talking about. See, and like now I'm at the point where it's like, I just do it for shits and giggles. So it's like, like Friday night, for example, tomorrow, like Friday night, I will probably go down from work, throw on the TV, watch whatever basketball and hockey playoff games are on. While I'm sitting there watching, I might as well throw a dollar or two on a couple parlays or, hey, maybe that $2 pays 20 bucks. If not, you know, I got my $2 worth sitting on my couch watching it for the night. Right. That's kind of, that's kind of what I do, but... Like it's, so how do you so you can just do that from your couch? Yeah, I have like the like the mobile sportsbook apps through the casinos here. Jesus. Everything is on an app now. And huh? the beauty of it is I got the one I'm dialed in on the one where I get the rewards points. And I realized I was getting screwed because I used to go into the casino in person and the guys at the sportsbook window would buy give me free drink tickets, especially during football football season where I'm putting in like a lot of action each week. Um, cause I have like friends that will ask me, you know, place bets for them or whatever too. So then like, I was like, fuck, I'm getting fucked over here with the app. So then I just started doing the app in front of one of the local bartenders there and he realized the score and I tip well. So now he gives me free drinks for just gambling on my phone. Shut the fuck up. Are you serious? <laughs> yeah. So it's like, just I just for doing it on your phone. Yeah. Like I was like, I was at another casino that I'm not even a local at really. And I was betting horse races there. 
and I wasn't betting much, right? But I did cash out on one for like 30, 40 bucks or whatever on one of the races. And All the right. dude just gave me like Wait. a stack of six street tickets. So tell me, so since you've moved to Vegas, are you up? Uh, Probably down. Yeah. You're down? Yeah, I'm probably All down right. a little. How down? Like, do you regret moving to Vegas? Do no, 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 not at all. Like, like it's like it's hard for me to say because I constantly have stuff pending for the future. Right. I constantly have these right. features loaded up in these accounts, so it's like but you're down. Overall, I mean, yeah, I'm down on money wise, but all the if you factor in all the free food and drinks I've gotten out of it, I've had a good time. That's that, that definitely accounts for yeah. something. So, like, I would, I mean. When you factor all that in, I'm probably up on the house. They've okay. spent more money to keep me entertained <laughs> than I've That's given what them. Does. That's what Vegas does. They want to keep you entertained. Yeah. So, but like, as long as long as they're keeping you entertained, then then I support you. And like, occasionally, like, here's what I do: is like, usually when I'll I'll sit there, get my free drinks, bet my two dollars a game in the sports book, have a good time, and then on the way out. I'll usually take like a $5 bill and throw it in one of the slots and see if I get lucky. And there's been several times since I moved here where it's another 75 bucks on my way out the door. Are you serious? <laughs> yeah. Just like, I've I never. I can't tell you, like, like when I, when I was with he who should not be named and we put those $200 into the slot machine and got 2000 back, I was like, I will never gamble again because this will <laughs> never happen this will never fucking happen again we will this will never happen again this is a once in a lifetime opportunity and i and i haven't like i think i went to um a, a bachelorette party for my agent um in vegas but i i didn't bet i didn't bet when i was there because i was like i know i i got the thing i, I did the thing you... i got the you know what the sneakiest, funnest thing you can gamble on in the city is that no what? one thinks to do, and there's actually great value. You'll probably make some money. Is a uh, bingo? Oh, you're shitting me! Yeah. Like old people bingo? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Like a couple of the Wait, where? A few of the local casinos have huge bingo parlors here by me. And if Are you, you shitting me, and if you play bingo, there's usually a free gift where they'll give you like a free bottle of cheap wine. <laughs> like I shit you not, like. Stop it. Yeah, they give you a bottle of wine for playing? Oh, the, like the local like casinos here, they give out free weekly gifts. Or if you play like a certain amount of like bingo or slots or whatever, you just like Jen got a cookware set a couple weeks ago just for playing like $20 worth of slots. It was like a $40 cookware set. That's what I'm saying. Where it's like, yeah, I've lost, like we lost money, I guess. But like overall, we're up with all the freebies. Yeah, shit, yeah, like, yeah. <laughs> you, know, you have to account like what do you get? And they wiped out like fucking like fifty dollars of free credit and food points that I had through because of COVID because they weren't fucking the restaurants weren't fucking open I couldn't use it oh, and they, yeah. they they and it, doesn't, it didn't roll any of it over and I thought that was a pretty cheap move on their part it kind of pissed me off. Well, I mean, to be fair, like restaurants took a pretty big hit. You know? Yeah, but because like, it's it's restaurants and casinos so that doesn't count. <laughs> yeah, fair, fair. <laughs> There. Because I was planning on going and getting a nice steak at one of the steak at the steakhouse there, but fuck them. But hey, I'll get it at the end of football season this year. So fuck them. There you go. There you go. Gotta have the, the winning spirit. But no, bingo, like because like Jen goes and plays sometimes with some friends she has, or that she used to, especially before COVID. Like, and especially if you go during the weekdays, like not many people are there, and they keep pulling the things until someone wins. So if you and your friends all buy like. 
you know, 25 games worth of cards or whatever for the next 25 games, there's like five of you. Chances are all five of you are going to win. win. Right. One of you is going to win. And like, you might only win, you know, 50 bucks, you know, or you're, you're basically your entry feedback or whatever it was. But like Gemma said, one time she went, she won like 200 bucks and like everybody else in her crew won from like 300 to like $800. That's amazing. And it's like, no one thinks bingo. I would not, I do not think bingo when I think Vegas. I think, you know, I think highfalutin, like, you know, craps and, and I still, I don't understand it. The, the fun one too is like, and I really want to do this. I haven't like, uh, I want to get one of those tuxedo t-shirts because now they they have virtual Baccarat. (laughs) Virtual what baccarat like james bond style. stop it really yes yeah, so i want to get like the tuxedo t-shirt and, like like a <laughs> martini and be like low budget virtual baccarat james bond like i think that could be a funny bit absolutely oh i gotta 100%. tell you you're gonna love this by the way because i think i've only told like cj sullivan and a couple other people on the show but uh i was at a casino a while back uh watching some games and I shit you not, they had a comic doing crowd work to the people at the socially distanced electric kiosk. No. No. Yes. What? Yes. <laughs> there okay. was a comic. Who was it? It was no one we know. It was like an employee. It was obviously like an employee of the casino who like, you could tell oh. he asked his like shift manager, hey, is it cool if I walk around to these people and tell you? Like, it was obviously like that level of sadness. Oh no. I'm like I'm like cringing because I I I feel like we've all been put in those situations before. Yeah, we've all done comedy in a room that should not have comedy done, in it. We've all done comedy where comedy was not called for. <laughs> yes. But like like the, it should not legally be allowed. We've all been made to do comedy. So I like I have so much sympathy for whoever the fuck person this was. Oh my god! What jokes did they tell? Well, no, they were just doing like crowd work. Like, hey, anybody here from Nebraska? Yeah. Oh, oh I need you guys like Lincoln need a like you know we need people from Lincoln like Lincoln need a hole in that. Actually, it's nothing that funny. That's actually a funny. I, if a guy was my doing head is in my hands, my head is in my hands. I know that you can't hear that on a podcast, <laughs> but my head is in my hands. Like, like if the guy was sitting there riffing about like the assassination of James A. Garfield. It would be genius, like Andy Kaufman level, but right. he's not. You know? No, not talking about any of that stuff. <laughs> like, like oh, if he had geez. a bit about the Magna Carta, I'd be like, "You sir are a true comic," but no, he's not. He's not like I mean. And you know, uh, another funny thing I've noticed since I've been going to the casinos again lately, um, uh, like the cultural appropriation games. It, they're, they're really yeah, the slot machines. Mean? There's always like the Arabian night slot machine, the lucky charm, like a Mexican one. Like Chapo was just talking about this. If you listen to that show and like it really, I, I saw the funniest version of this the other day where, uh, or a couple weeks ago where, um, it was like this old, like white trash lady playing like a lucky Asian slot. <laughs> like, it's just I like a geesh. I believe that there's a lucky Asian slot. I, I forget. It wasn't, but I mean, these, some of these are so like in poor taste. It's kind of hilarious, you know, like. I've forgotten. You know what? It's been so long since I've been, like, I remember I did a casino in the UP of Michigan 
which I did not know. Like, like the Mandalay Bay has an entire Michael Jackson slot section. <laughs> right, exactly. Like I, I had forgotten that they're so awful. Well, Holy it was like this like white lady, old white lady sitting there just throwing it away at this. Uh, I think it was like it, it was some sort of Asian theme slot. And there was an old Asian lady there sitting there just staring daggers at her. Like angriest I've seen someone in a long time. And it's just like, and I'm like, is this slot machine cultural appropriation? Like, and like, I can't tell. Like, is that her lucky slot? Is she mad that the white lady is playing the Asian slot, or is she just like, like some of these people just get so far in their heads where I only play these machines, and they have to be facing this direction, and you know, it gets weird. And I've learned at local bars, some of them, which locals like to sit at which machines. And so just go sit that spot when you get there. And usually someone will give you a free drink. <laughs> Do you think she was mad about the cultural? I don't think a cultural appropriation crept into the mind at all. These people are degenerates. Okay. What, right. But I, to me, as an outside observer, that was the funny part of it to me. Where it's right. like, <laughs> like you don't, you're not even aware of how awful you are. Yeah. You're, you're, you're literally unaware of how terrible you are. And it's not like these casinos only have one of each machine. You know, you can, if, if you can't find like, like these, like there's Buffalo with a rolling Buffalo or whatever. That's like at every fucking casino everywhere. You know, I like, if you, there's a kitty glitter machine, that's one of my favorite ones. The walk, I never play it, but the kitty glitter is kitty just glitter. Yeah. And it's just like a glittering cat sitting there. It's the dumbest. It's so dumb. But every time it's like, the people playing it look like it's always the biggest mouth breathers on the planet playing these ones. Like <laughs> it never fails. It's just, it's the people that bring their kids have the tank tops and fanny packs that are just oh. in it to win I it. Mean, you really are at the epicenter of where people come to just be terrible. Yeah. And they know it. They're like, they're unapologetic about it. They're like, I'm coming here to be terrible. So when they bring their kids with them, oh my God, I can't even, well, but like, they just, they, they're like, that's what I'm doing. I'm, I'm being terrible. I'm in Vegas. Yeah, I'm going to be, I, one of my favorite things to do uh, is if I'm out and about on Friday nights, because usually if I, that's the thing is usually if I hit the strip, I rarely go, it's, but it's usually if a friend from LA is in town or I have tickets to a show. Those are the only two times I go. And, uh, Every time I love it when I go on a Friday night is you can always just kind of read when a group of friends are all arriving with their suitcases together, right? They just all flew oh, in yeah? and it's all got there and you can tell like right away, like that guy's going to be crying, missing his girlfriend by the <laughs> end of the night. That guy's likes to fight guy and he's going to get kicked out of the casino they're staying at and have to get a room at the Hampton Inn down the street. You know, like they're so identifiable, like, that guy's going to lose the cocaine. That guy is going to find the cocaine and not tell anybody about it. <laughs> <laughs> I love that that's a type. I love that there's a type of guy who finds the cocaine and doesn't tell anybody. Like, you know, oh, and, and then, and then, I really support him. and then there's the guy that secretly like takes out a marker and loses like $20,000. <laughs> <laughs> and then there's all, and usually the guy that doesn't tell people about the Coke is the guy who has weight. Like it's always like the, the strip club guys. I don't really like going to strip clubs, but every time I've ever gone with a group of guys, 
there's always that like it's like a Vietnam movie. I've said this before on the show, but it's like those Vietnam right. movies. How there's always the quiet Christian guy that ends up killing way too many people. Always. It same thing with the strip club. That quiet guy that that you've always known. That was a chill guy. Your your friend's cousin. That was always a quiet, chill guy. You take him to a Vegas strip club, and all of a sudden he's got like pink eye from eating ass. <laughs> you know what's funny is like so I used to do corporate comedy. I don't mean to brag. Um, <laughs> so and it was it was it was just as awful as you could imagine it to be. You know, I mean, I was a dancing triglyceride for Eli Lilly at some point. Like it was fucking awful, but our boss made us go to strip clubs everywhere. We went like every corporate job that we went, we would have to go to a strip club. And I was, it was so uncomfortable. And these are all over the country, right? Yeah. Yeah. And, 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 it is, and you could just see these girls who were like, I'm sorry, I'm sorry. Like, but the, the devastation in these single white men's lives that they needed this is so. Well, it's like, a, I, I've, ne- I've never seen anything like it. Like, like he needed it. Like he needed it. And I was like, Oh my God, like what's wrong with you? Like, like, Oh, I was watching an old school recently, and I think out of all those like 2000s, like frat boy kind of bro movies, the thing that that movie gets more accurate than anything else is how the boss is always like telling the guys, hey, you're in San Diego. You guys went to Hooters down there, didn't you? Right? Yep. Yep. Exactly. <laughs> like, like, exactly. Like that is the most accurate portrayal of like a middle management type I have ever fucking seen in any kind of movie. <laughs> Absolutely. You guys went to Hooters, right? Like, yeah, like, no, yeah, no, I'm not a f- no, like people don't need that. Yeah. No, people don't need that like you do. Yeah. See, most of us civilized people prefer the endless cheddar Bay biscuits over at red lobster. <laughs> oh God. I want some fucking biscuits. Give me some fucking biscuits. Yeah. Like, it's crazy. Like, I, I, I remember, Oh, I remember it like being subjected to some awful fucking shit and I'm feeling terrible for the women and being like, I cannot believe this is my boss. Like he needs this. See, he fucking needs this. You, you know what I'm going to do next time? I have friends here that make me go to these fucking horrible places on the strip. And there's like a group of guys. I'm bringing like all the penis hats and stuff from a bachelorette party and it's like if we're all go if you guys are all making me go out to this hellhole with you, we're all dressing like the dumbest, biggest morons on the planet. Oh no, don't do it. <laughs> like we're all wearing dick noses and ball goggles the whole night. <laughs> oh, please don't do that. No, I mean Alex Hooper and I were saying that all these guys that show up like to the strip that are like we're so cool. Me and my friends, all the girls are going to go wild for us. They'd probably have more success if they just dressed up like they were out for a bachelorette weekend together. Absolutely. Absolutely. <laughs> more girls would think they're, you know, interesting enough to talk to them at least. <laughs> oh, you look normal. I'll talk to you. Yeah, I'm, I, I have been a part of so many, so many bachelorette parties. I hate them. I hate them so much. 
they want all the attention to themselves. Yeah. They, they, oh my Have God. You ever, and then don't get me started about doing comedy for a bachelor party. Yeah. That's what I'm talking about. Yeah. Like it's awful. It's fucking awful. It's the worst. Like I remember and I, I was in, um, at Dr. Grin's, oh wait, is that the right way to talk about it? Um, in Michigan and there was a bachelorette party and I, they had fucking Christmas lights on. Uh. They had fucking Christmas lights on. And I was like, I'm sorry. Like, do you need more attention? Like, can I addressed them at one point? And I was like, okay, you are clearly getting married. Have a cookie. Yeah, there's like- a comedy. There's a comedy show for like all the other people just be here. normal like go get a stripper for them and do something privately or at a club oh. like at a club like that. don't go to a comedy club like if i was having a bachelor party like i don't know i'd probably do something really really like stupid like uh all right hey guys i'm gonna be at the sports book between the hours of three and seven and then i'm gonna go home yeah. and drink my tea or whatever no, like i don't know these these ladies go, we're at Dr. Grin's, we're having the best time of our life, and we're turning on our Christmas lights. It's like, hello. Like, and uh, isn't the wedding enough attention for one per day? Isn't the oh. wedding enough? Isn't the wedding enough? And the bri- oh, you, you get a bridal shower, nothing but attention and gifts. You get a wedding, nothing but attention and gifts. And then you get a party that people throw for you. You don't need to make that party all about you. Yeah, but they do. But they do. It's awful, awful people. All right, we're, we're starting to run out of time here. Um, but I got a new question. I'm going to start asking all the guests because now okay. that, that the pandemic appears to be the worst of it, at least seems to be over. You know, things to be seen appear to be. You know, like we might have a full um, college football season, like a full stadiums this year. That'd be kind of cool. Hopefully. But, so I do think though that we've all lost pieces of our mind during this. I think it's. Uh, True. Um, so what I'm going to start asking everybody is what are, uh, what's a piece of your mind that you're going to regret having lost? And what's a piece of your mind that you're glad you lost? So I am glad to have thought that I needed to be, you know, I mean, I don't need to be anchored to any one place, right? Like yeah. I can do my job. I can do what I do from anywhere. So Wait, and you know what? Is... Like you're one of several, like Burns moved back to Michigan. David Borey's back in Denver. And I notice everybody that's left LA, especially if they did it like before pandemic, like we did, there's a certain calmness about us now. Yeah. <laughs> like well, I mean, I, I moved before yeah. the pandemic. So did I. So did right. I. So, so it had nothing to do with the pandemic and it, the pandemic hit while I was here and I have realized like, I, you know, as a copywriter, like I don't need to be anywhere in particular. And I am looking at different job markets right now where, where I could buy a house because yeah. I can't fucking buy a house in LA. Honestly, like, I'm I'm actually been looking at uh, townhouses. Yeah, and I can't honestly even in Boston, I can't buy a fucking house oh, here. Yeah. 
So it's it's been very um, invigorating to to have the the market support remote work, you know, yeah. and, and I and I'm I'm so happy about it. And I love where I live. I love where I'm at. But I don't see that I'm going to stay here. Santa Fe, New Mexico, cult time. That's all. Just throwing it out there. Hmm? Santa Fe, New Mexico. We start our cult. Yep. Just listen. We start our cult. We do it. We do it right. Yeah. Housing prices are very down. You saw that wild, wild country doc on uh, Oregon about. Uh, absolutely that shit was crazy they were just like you know what if enough of us go to a small town it's ours (laughs) our cult wins (laughs) yeah but i mean like like i i have learned that like i have value that doesn't need to be geographically held down so true it's so true and like you know i've been thinking that years before i left la where it's just like because i was always like what if a bunch of us just all moved to like Boise, Idaho and started yeah. a weird scene there yeah. because it's affordable and we can all afford to live and who cares if we- I mean, that's the thing is that like, fuck you. I would like to live somewhere that's affordable. I would like for my dog to have a yard. I would like to have a garden and, and okay. are- if you wanted to rent a three bedroom, two and a half bath house with a swimming pool here in Vegas. Guess how much that is? How much? Like a nice neighborhood too. Anywhere between yeah. like fourteen fifty and like eighteen fifty a month. Shut the fuck up. Yeah, that's just like it's a th- like a three bedroom, two and a half bath. Like I said, with like a two car garage and like a pool holding. I mean, that's one of the things that was so funny about moving to Boston was how it was such a horizontal move. Like financially, like I'm paying exactly so what I would be paying. Yeah in LA. So like I am looking at Southern towns um, where I believe their government would support me. It's a very small margin, but, um, but like I, 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 I realize that I'm like, I can go wherever I want to go. Nashville you know? seems kind of cool. I've been talking to some dudes I, from there and like, yeah. My Not- best friend um, from high school lives in Nashville, and my cousin lives in Nashville. Like, there's, there's, there's talk. Yeah, Nashville and Memphis both seem like they could be pretty cool. Yep, my brother lives in Memphis. I really, uh, I was. Here's what got, it's got me thinking about Memphis. I don't, I'm not going to move there, but I want to go visit there because, like, I was watching The Firm with our boy, our Scientology buddy, oh, yeah. Tom Cruise. Oh yeah. And all the mem- like they make Memphis look so, like such a fun rocking city there. And then you like think about the history of the music there with Stax Records and like Booker T and the MGs. All I mean, it just goes on and on of like there's like a cool culture there. Right. But no, like like that's I mean, big reason why I moved to Vegas is like. I want to like. I'm tired of like living in really dingy apartments in LA or whatever. Right. And like, we only don't have to. I mean, that's the great thing that the pandemic has taught us is that like, you don't have to. You don't have to live in a shitty fucking studio in a in a. And I'm still booking like fucking production, like film work and stuff. Right. Like you know, like not as much as I had. But I'd rather live comfortably and like have my own peace of mind like this, than right. and then not have to worry about it. And then like I'm only asking to video submit or do stuff if they really want me now, which is very right. nice. Like no one's making me go through the motions anymore. 
which is right. so good for your mental health. Like it's like because some it's of those really good. so like some of those auditions and stuff where it's just like I know I'm not going to get this. I know you don't want me for this, but for some reason you guys feel like you need to bring me in for it. Yeah, exactly. Yeah, it's 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 really nice to not be subjected to that. Yeah, like it's really nice to just it's, to just live. Yeah, and like I like. I've been looking at like some of these like townhouses and stuff. And it's like if I want to get like a nice two bedroom townhouse in a gated community type spot, it's like nine hundred and fifty bucks a month. That's not anything. That's nothing. And like it's nothing. And but like now I'm looking at that and I'm like, well, I can buy one of those for one hundred and fifty thousand. Yeah. Which that's something that never would have crossed my mind like three years ago. But you can do it now. But now it's like, oh, I mean, that's something like, I mean, I got some medical bills piling up. Patreon people. Yeah, <laughs> dude, how are you doing? Can we talk about that? Yeah, <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, well, you know, yeah, I, I'm, I've been giving the listeners updates on it. Like, I have done all my testing, major testing for the cardiac stuff with the cardiologist, and I go okay. in in two weeks to get the full report like the full rundown of my ultrasound, my stress test, the the heart monitor I wore, all that stuff. So what are they worried about? Well, they're thinking it's sleep apnea. And so oh, interesting. And I have lost like 15 pounds already in the last month since this all happened. And okay. you'd be amazed how much a lot of those symptoms subsided once I just lost a little weight. Like like it's kind of incredible where it's like, oh Wait, maybe you lost weight I gained like 45 pounds during the pandemic. So, okay. So I got up to like two seventy five there, which yeah. <laughs> like I, I was starting to look like a very, very, very husky, husky boy. <laughs> <laughs> and I've already lost like, well, then like I, I, I got up to that and I was like, oh, I lost a little bit. Now I'm down to like two fifty five and hopefully I get back down to two thirty soon where I belong. Okay. But uh, yeah, no. So I go in for a sleep test July 2nd where I spend the night in an office. Okay. And they monitor me, and then I go in for the results for that a couple weeks after that. And hopefully we have the answers. Because if I don't have the answers, then it's probably a gastrointestinal issue, and I'm going to see a new specialist for that and get a whole new bunch of new tests. Which Jesus Christ. And like it's crazy how much these bills pile up, even with good insurance. Yeah. <laughs> like, no, I know. No, I know. I mean, I just had to have a biopsy done on a couple of days ago where they were like up in my fucking cervix. And it's, it's what are you going to do? Yeah, what are you going to do about it? I feel like uh, Godfather 2, this is the life we have chosen. I didn't, and it's like, actually, we didn't. It's just being born. You probably, you know, you get older, all yeah. this. And like, I normally wouldn't have gone and got all these tests done and all that. But I, it was a chest pain issue, and my dad died of something similar around the same age as I am now. And so it's like, Jesus. You Well, know. you got to make sure that so, you're okay there. And everybody says, like, oh, you got to do the right thing. You got to make sure you got to do all that. But then it's like, oh, I was just going to debt over doing right. the right thing. <laughs> doing the right thing in this country means accumulate as much debt as possible. Oh. But I, I did buy a, a new car right before that, so that was an exciting thing. Good. So I feel good about that. Um, so before we go, I wanted to tell you one more thing, because we have a local story that I'm going to be trying to give updates on coming up here. But just yesterday morning before 7 a.m. at the Cosmopolitan Hotel on the Strip, someone tried to rob the cash cage in the casino. 
Jesus Christ, really? Yes. Good for them. That's what I thought. It's like, because you know, like most people, when they try and rob a casino, it's like maybe a snatch and grab where they just try and grab some chips off the roulette wheel and run off real quick or take. Right. But legit trying to hold up the cash cage. (laughs) It's kind of cute. It really is. Like fucking Ocean's 3 over here. Right? Good for you. Good for you, Bubba. Because a few couple years ago, I had a friend tell me how he was on a date in one of like the patio area. You know, like a lot of these strip casinos, it's like the almost like a big shopping mall as you're walking in. Well, he was like on a date, like in like the cafe area, and a group of like ski mask gunmen just rolled in and smashed and grabbed on the jewelry shop. Jesus Christ. <laughs> like, and this is what happens when gun culture runs amok, when everybody gets to have one everywhere they go. And because a concealed weapons permit here is only like a four hour test. Oh it's, my God. It's ridiculous. But so I'm going to be keeping you guys updated on the Cosmopolitan robbery because I have a feeling as they release more info. What he actually did is going to be, all I know so far is someone tried to hold up a cash cage and they caught him like before he, like, I mean, like right there at the cash cage. Like it's, it's just so funny. Cause like, like, I mean, yeah, robbing a casino is a dream of mine, but it's like, I, I'd rather do it with like card counting or some clever, you know, where it's like, I get away with it. But these guys, oh boy. Um, impressive. Yeah. Anything you want to plug, Lauren, that you got coming up or uh, people can check no, you out? Or... I really don't have shit to plug. I mean, you can follow me on Twitter at Lauren, and same on Instagram. Um, yeah, we're not psychopaths that have two different names for Twitter and Instagram. Yeah, no, I'm not crazy. <laughs> I, I, I honestly like, you know, you can follow my dog, Senior Dirty Harry at Instagram. Oh, yeah, you're really yeah. bored. Look at Harry. Looks he's bi- great. He looks very stoic right now. Wait, wait, wait. Can you see him? Yeah, yeah, yeah. He he looks very stoic. He he looks like he could be like a very like intense defensive coordinator at a major college program. He's such a good coach. Like he's <laughs> such a good side coach that like oh oh do you need a, a belly rub? Yeah, oh, I mean okay. he's being a good boy, you know. So yes, follow Lauren, everybody. Truly the best boy. And if you enjoy the show, make sure you're subscribing and you give us a five-star review, especially over on Apple. That helps a lot. And leave a little comment saying what you like, what you dislike. You can always send us emails at the Luck Stops Here podcast at gmail.com. I love reading your stories. And uh, check out the Patreon. You know, I got medical bills, guys. You know, what if my what if my heart gives out and I can't afford to keep doing the show? You never know. So patreon.com slash the Lux Lux Stop Squad. I love that. What if I die? What if I die? You're gonna be mad you didn't give me five dollars a month. Where I, I and I am working on this, guys. It's gonna be coming out soon, but I have a special reptile expo where I went to the reptile expo. So I got a reptile expo special coming up to the Patreon and my history of the organized crime in America. Because uh, the mob museum here, it's more like an Elliot Ness style mob museum where it's like, look at all the cool guy- FBI guys that busted up the mob. Where I'm going to do more of, look at all the cool guys that got over on the FBI. So I'm looking forward to that. Thank you so much for listening, and I will be back later in the week. Bye-bye.